Hey, I'm Rashawn Gidwani, and this is the Daily Morning Note, brought to you by Pitch. Good morning. It's the 24th of January, 2022. I'm Rashawn Gidwani, and this is the Daily Morning Note, brought to you by Philip Capital's research team, reporting live from Singapore. Did you see our strategy and stock picks webinar over the weekend? Our U.S. analyst shared more on how interest, interest rates affect the big tech. Louis Wong, director of Philip Securities, Hong Kong, also shared his views on China stocks. It's available on our Facebook page. Please do take a look. Let's begin. Asian stocks look set for further declines Monday amid concerns about tightening Federal Reserve policy while cryptocurrencies nursed a plunge that highlights waning ardor for speculative investments. Australian shares fell, as did futures for Japan and Hong Kong, after one of the worst stretches for global shares last week since the pandemic began. Gains in U.S. contracts held out the hope of some respite. The dollar was mixed. The Fed on Wednesday is expected to signal a March liftoff in interest rates and balance sheet reduction later this year. Ebbing stimulus is forcing a rethink about the economic and market outlook. How the policy shift will affect fixed income is among the key questions. Treasuries initially slumped at the start of last week, before rallying sharply to leave the 10-year yield just above 1.75%. In the volatile cryptocurrency sector, bruised Bitcoin stabilized around $36,000 in the wake of a plunge over the past three days. Digital coins have shed more than $1 trillion in value since a November high. In Singapore, among the stocks to watch is Keppel Corporation. In Singapore Business News, a consortium of Keppel Land's unit Keppel Land Vietnam Properties, Keppel Vietnam Fund, or KVF, and a co-investor of KVF, is planning to acquire a 49% interest in three residential land plots in Hanoi for an aggregate consideration of $2,715 billion dong, or $159.7 million Singapore dollars. The consortium has entered into a binding heads of agreement with real estate company Fulong Real Estate's joint stock company, a subsidiary Ancan New City Development joint venture company for the acquisition, Keppel Corps announced in a press statement on Saturday. The three sites, totaling 14.2 hectares, comprises of two land plots zoned for landed housing development and one land plot for a high-rise condominium. The necessary development approvals, including the master plan and land use rights certificates for the three sites, have been obtained, Keppel noted. LJHB Holdings has raised its stake in property developer Kyung Hong Holdings from 26.7% to 45.8% triggering a mandatory conditional cash offer for all the shares it does not already own at 0.384 Singapore dollars per share. This comes after LJHB entered into a sale and purchase agreement with Kyung Hong Chairman and Chief Executive Officer Ronald Liu 
for 44.8 million shares, or 19.1% of the company on Friday, Kyung Hong said in a bourse filing. LJHB's ultimate shareholder is Liu Haiyan, and its board comprises Liu, Lin Jinru, and Chen Bin. Once the acquisition is completed, Liu will own 11.8% of Kyung Hong. He has given an irrevocable undertaking to not sell his remaining stake in Kyung Hong. Keppel Data Center Fund 2 has achieved 1.1 billion US dollars worth of total commitments at its final close with Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, or AIIB, joining as its latest investor. In a press statement on Friday, Keppel Capital said AIIB made a 100 million US dollar investment in the fund through a parallel fund structure and another 50 million US dollars through co-investments. The asset management arm of Keppel Corporation added that the fund had also attracted investments from sovereign wealth funds, financial institutions, insurance funds, and pension funds. Singapore-based contractor Alpina Holdings is looking to raise 8.1 million Singapore dollars in an initial public offering, or IPO, on the Catalyst Board as it seeks to expand its service offerings in the Integrated Facilities Management, or IFM, segment. Currently, the company provides integrated building services, mechanical and electrical engineering services, and alteration and addition works. 99% of its projects between 2018 and the first half of 2021 were contracted by the Singapore government or a public university. Next up. Units of Pegasus Asia closed at 5.02 Singapore dollars, up 0.4%, or 0.02 Singapore dollars above its initial public offering price of 5 Singapore dollars on its trading debut. The special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC, saw more than 2.1 million units changing hands on Friday. Based on the closing price, Pegasus's market capitalization would be about 170.6 million Singapore dollars. Pegasus is the second SPAC to be listed on the SGX mainboard. Its listing comes a day after Vertex Technology Acquisition Corporation, or VTAC, opened on the exchange on Thursday at 5.25 Singapore dollars. VTAC closed up 1% at 5.05 Singapore dollars on Thursday. Moving on. The scheme consideration for the proposed merger of ARA Logos Logistics Trust and ESR REIT has been raised to 0.097 Singapore dollars in cash and 1.7729 in ESR REIT units for every A log unit from 0.095 Singapore dollars in cash and 1.6765 in ESR REIT units previously. The higher offer works out to a 2.1 and 5.7% rise respectively for the cash and unit portions. The new price tag for the proposed merger is 0.97 Singapore dollars per A-log unit, based on an issue price of 0.4924 Singapore dollars per ESR REIT unit. The previous consideration was 0.95 Singapore dollars per A-log unit, but based on a higher issue price of 0.51 Singapore dollars per ESR REIT unit, 
units of ESR REIT had closed flat at 0.47 Singapore dollars on Friday, while ALOG units had gained 0.005 Singapore dollars or 0.6% to close at 0.90 Singapore dollars. In U.S. business news, Goldman Sachs Group economists said they see a risk the U.S. Federal Reserve will tighten monetary policy at every policy meeting from March, a more aggressive approach than the Wall Street Bank currently anticipates. The Goldman Sachs economists led by Jan Hatzius said in a weekend report to clients that they currently expect interest rate hikes in March, June, September, and December, and for the central bank to announce the start of a reduction in its balance sheet in July. But they said inflation pressures mean that the risks are tilted somewhat to the upside of our baseline, and there is a chance officials will act at every meeting until the inflation picture changes. This raises the possibility of an additional hike or an earlier balance sheet announcement in May, and of more than four hikes this year, the economist said. We could imagine a number of potential triggers for a shift to rate hikes at consecutive meetings. Moving on. Citigroup has told staff in the New York tri-state area to start returning to the office from Feb 7th, while BNP Paribas is targeting the same date for U.S. staff after recently postponing its return to office plans by nearly a month due to the Omicron variant. Wall Street firms were among the first to encourage staff to return to offices, but a winter wave of COVID-19 infections driven by Omicron has forced many to rethink their plans and review their vaccination policies in recent weeks. With what happened with Omicron, we wanted to go back into a more conservative mode So we only have people in the office if there is a business critical need for them to be in, said Kevin Abrasek, head of HR change and transformation at BNP Paribas in New York. Digital banking provider Chime Financial has asked Goldman Sachs Group to help it with preparations for an initial public offering in New York, according to people familiar with the matter. The financial technology startup will likely be valued at a substantial premium to its valuation of 25 billion US dollars from an August funding round led by Secura Capital, the sources said, adding Chime could aim for a valuation of nearly 40 billion US dollars. A spokesperson for Chime denied that Goldman Sachs was advising the company. Goldman Sachs declined to comment. Oil prices slid for a second day on Friday, pressured by an unexpected rise in U.S. crude and fuel inventories, while investors took profits after the benchmarks touched seven-year highs earlier in the week. However, both crude benchmarks were heading for a fifth straight weekly gain, rising over 1% this week. Prices have risen more than 10%, so far this year on concerns over tightening supplies. Brent futures fell 67 cents or 0.8% to 87.71 US dollars a barrel by 1.52 PM EST, 18.52 GMT, while US West Texas Intermediate or WTI crude fell 58 cents 
or 0.7%, to $84.97 US dollars. Earlier in the week, both Brent and WTI rose to their highest since October 2014. From Philip Capital's research team, this is Singapore's most up-to-date financial news. We're live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Please like, share, and subscribe for more. Have a lovely week. Bye. Thank you.